just um, introduce what you do at MAC and um, what your experience was before that. Okay, so in MAC I am a project manager and we work on some bespoke projects which have a design influence as well. So we call them the kind of turnkey projects or design and build projects as well as some traditional fit-out work. Um, prior to my job here I was in a hotel group where I did all the interiors and we also looked after the PMing and the construction portion of of the upgrading works that we would have done to the hotels. So that was kind of encompassing the two as well. Um, and then and you did some work abroad then as well? Yeah, prior to that I was in America for four years as an assistant project manager so for, for the construction company. Um, and in that job we worked on some really interesting projects that were, you know, a lot of them were restoration jobs. Um, working on really old kind of brownstone um, buildings and properties in Brooklyn. Some new builds in Manhattan. Uh, we worked on some pier projects. So uh, in Brooklyn, looking over the um, river into Manhattan, we built on this pier. And it was a huge um, condo and hotel. And it was very, very high-end luxury apartments and a W hotel. Which is actually, it's called a one hotel. It's like a green version of the W brand. And um, that job was particularly interesting because we we did a lot of the interior uh, specifying with the client. While there was, an ar- there was a, three or four architects actually involved. It was such a huge job. It was between three and four hundred million dollars at the time. But uh, there were so many people involved and we had such a good connection with the client that... Um, part of my company built a sales office so it was kind of like building we leased out this um, brownstone house in Brooklyn opposite the site opposite the pier and we fit it out and we put it into a really cute like replica of what would be in these apartments and they were just so grand especially for America you know especially for New York where size is you know lacking I suppose the square foot everything is just cramped and it wasn't like that it was just really beautiful. It was really nice to just be part of that process. And that would have been something that I realised I missed. Mm. Having worked purely construction, construction, construction for those early years after graduating college. Now before you went abroad, uh, what did you qualify in in Ireland? So um, I have a BA in interior architecture and a separate BA in design as well. So the two encompass like... You know, I suppose there's a huge focus on um, design, but there's also a huge focus on, you know, buildability. Um, and uh, a lot of the hours spent in college, you know, your tutors and, you know, the people that are kind of guiding you don't want to put any parameters in your conceptual head, you know, and they really want you to develop on what your capabilities as a designer. But in you want to kind of leave yeah but like you know why put you in a box then when you can't develop or expand you know so they really do force you to you know go as wild as you like but actually in reality like you know in third year we did this project and it was this massive hotel and they were like do whatever you want to it you know really 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 push the boundaries here and you know I put this 
15-story waterfall thing through the whole hotel, but nobody would pay for that now. You know, it wasn't structurally possible. You know, I didn't have the, the capabilities to design something like that. You know, it was it was very conceptual. And then you would get the engineers involved to try and make it happen. But the amount of... There, there was never real consideration for the end user or the client. You know, it was all about exploring your capabilities as a designer. Not... It didn't really... Which was fabulous about the course. You know, like you really, really got to see what you were capable of. But it wasn't always as um, functional, I suppose. So what made you decide in the first place to go down that route with your studies? Like straight from school? Yeah. I always knew that I was going to be a designer or an architect or an interior architect. Mm-hmm. It just... I'd always known. Like I don't... I, the, I know that there's some people that might need guidance counselling or, or anything. I just knew I, I never there was never an option for not doing that. Like it was just And did you get help pointing you in the right direction in terms of yeah, like a course I, in hospital? I suppose yeah, the struggle was are you gonna go and become an architect or are you gonna go and do interiors or are you gonna go and do engineering or civil engineering or it was all about architecture for me, you know, from a very, very, very early age. Do you, you don't feel that constraint took up on the fact that you might be an architect and go down that and you won't, you won't find any stigma around that? Sometimes, uh, because I'm a designer, it's not, uh, it's not as, it, it, it's not as prominent. It's kind of like, oh, you're the interior designer. You're obviously a girl. You know what I mean? Maybe you have to prove it a little bit more. But then this other thing, part of it is kind of like, you know, Barbara, we're doing these bathrooms. I'm like, well, you need a hairdryer. You need a mirror. You need storage. You need a bench. You need shower hooks. Like, lads might just be like, oh, if they were actually designing something, or had to consider it, they would might not be thinking so much about the nice industrial heating or the nice brass taps or the pretty illuminated mirrors and the lighting for doing your makeup. You know, there's feminine things that come into play with construction as well. That like the thoughtful... The thoughtful th- parts, 100%, yeah. Yeah. Imagine sitting around a table and there's like, you know, six of lads and they're all honing in on one problem. And I'm like, well, what about, you know, and it's always a little feminine touch or something, but it's actually, like, it's really important. Like, 50% of people using that building are really women. It adds, it adds value. It adds value, yeah. Or it might might be overlooked. But some of the lads in here do think about those things now. You know, like 2018. Yeah. Um, what do you think would deter other women from pursuing construction-related careers? Do you think there are things that, at the root, it was a case of, oh, well, I want to be a designer. I want, I like, I like designing buildings and all that kind of thing so there was no question but the fact is it's only eight percent of the hotel industry are made up by women what why do you think it's it's something that's not considered earlier on i don't know i would say that you know if you went into a interior design office it would be mainly women you know but if you go into a construction office maybe then it'll be maybe mainly men so why aren't more guys getting into design you know but then you know at the same time like I know for me walking in on my first day in that job in New York was really scary like 
you know, there weren't very many women in that job either. Um, and I thought that they all thought that I didn't know anything and I was just their admin person. I mean, I'm not going to, it's, it's hard to remember those moments because I'm so comfortable now and so much more confident that there's nothing that would really make me hugely anxious about, you know, giving my opinion on things and, and, and being involved in the industry whatsoever. But there's, I think it's a stigma. You'd be thinking, oh God, all these lads and all these big series guys know so much more about this than I do. But the fact is they do. They have more experience. You just have to, might, the hurdle might be a little bit harder in the first instance of being, you know, 21 and starting your first job in a very male-dominated area. But once you push through that, it's totally worth it. But maybe, maybe that might be the barrier that knocks people from, from starting out. Well, it's just starting out now is scary anyway, isn't it? Yeah. So that's just another yeah. layer to it. I mean, you could start your career in Image Magazine and it's all girls and have a horrible time with it, you know? I think... I don't, I, I don't know why there's only 8%. It could be something to do with, you know, the culture. Like in school, maybe people might have honed in on your talent like you know when, you, when I was doing technical drawing in school I was the only girl in the class well that wasn't because because I really wanted to do it but not because anyone said girls can't do that you know that wasn't that never happened either I think it might just be you know your your makeup your genetic makeup like um maybe girls just want to stay with their friends and guys want to stay with their friends that's why like I'm sure there's plenty of lads that might want to do you know more cooking or you know what's that science thing in school where people do home ec and wouldn't do that now but like that was always sort of with the girls you know so I didn't I'm sure there I'm sure this works in both ways you know and it's probably a cultural thing so thank you very much mm -hmm. okay thank you